0: It's Monday, May 16th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The just-completed Missouri legislative session is leaving some hostility among Republican members of at least one chamber in Jefferson City. Certainly the Senate works differently today than it has in the past. Uh, It seems like a, a bit more rancor and a little less cordiality on the Senate floor. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on whether tensions in the Missouri legislature can ever subside. A bill to give charter schools more state funding is on its way to Governor Mike Parson's desk. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports, charter leaders in St. Louis are celebrating the win. Unlike traditional public schools, charter school funding was based on 2005 property values. This bill will give charter students the same funding traditional public students receive. And unlike previous versions of the legislation, the funding isn't being taken from St. Louis Public Schools. Candace Carter-Oliver is CEO of Charter School Network Confluence Academies. She says the funding will have a big impact.
1: I think that this is a win. I think that putting more money in education uh, is what is needed. And I'm particularly pleased that it, it doesn't necessarily remove money from the St. Louis Public Schools children.
0: Parson has until July 14th to sign the legislation. I'm Kate Grumke. St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's Republican-led House spent its last day of the session on Friday passing language protecting patient-visitor access at hospitals. That's after senators hindered work by leaving a day early. House members voted in favor of the regulations on hospital, nursing home, hospice, and other long-term care patients. The measure was motivated by visitor bans and restrictions during the pandemic. Residents of the Greater Ville neighborhood could have more specialty health care services and alternatives to opioid medications through STL. It's planning to open a $25 million wellness center next year. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. The Ville Wellness Campus will focus on pain management through physical, occupational, and behavioral health therapies. Administrators say they will provide other options to medications to help reduce opioid abuse and overdoses in North St. Louis. Summer Johnson is Director of Behavioral Health for CARE STL. She says physical and behavioral therapy can help people recover from pain or grief and avoid drug addiction. When we actually provide them with that therapy, it gives them some kind of hope. So if we treat the physical, it helps to improve the emotional functioning of the person. The 45,000-square-foot center will include a drive through pharmacy and chiropractic care. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Contraceptive Access Now is partnering with health care centers in the central and southern parts of the state to provide same-day access to birth control. They will offer clinical training to staff at SIU Center for Family Medicine in Springfield and SIHF Healthcare in southern Illinois. Executive Director Katie Thede says the possible overturn of Roe v. Wade could lead to limited access to contraception in bordering states, so expanding services at the centers is crucial.
1: We anticipate thousands of individuals coming to Illinois to seek abortion care, and we want to make sure that the providers in Illinois are able to provide high-quality contraceptive care.
0: Thede says her organization hopes to partner with 20 facilities throughout the state within the next four years. Missouri University of Science and Technology is part of a program studying the feasibility of widespread supersonic commercial flight. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, the project will place some of its students in high demand. NASA and the U.S. Department of Transportation are funding the three-year study that also includes MIT and Georgia Tech. Missouri S&T's role will be in developing ways to test the emissions of the engines to reduce environmental impact. Phil Whitefield is a chemistry professor at S&T and spent much of his career on jet emissions. He says the students in the program will be sought after in the sector.
1: Can you imagine how valuable that young person is going to be? And the program doesn't only start at the graduate level, but it also has opportunities for internships for undergraduates as well.
0: Whitefield says he's glad ST is part of a program to train the next generation of jet emissions experts as he's nearing the end of his career. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's 2022 legislative session will be remembered for contention and frustration, especially over legislation revamping the state's congressional districts. Discord in the Senate ended up derailing numerous Republican priorities. And as St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, lawmakers have a long way to go to bridge divides.
1: Dan Hageman is one of the more senior legislators in the Missouri Capitol. He served in the Missouri House throughout the 1990s and early 2000s, and then returned in 2015 to spend nearly eight years in the Missouri Senate. The Northwest Missouri Republican has seen a lot of ups and downs throughout his tenure including a 2022 session marked by discord and frustration.
0: Certainly the Senate works differently today than it has in the past. Uh, It seems like a a bit more rancor and a little less cordiality on the Senate floor.
1: Hageman's observation was arguably an understatement. That's because a months-long dispute over redistricting highlighted deep fractures within the Missouri Senate's GOP caucus. Most of the drama was between a majority of GOP senators and a group of Republican senators known as the Conservative Caucus that often clash with leadership. And some of that tension boiled over during the last week of session. Just listen to this exchange between Senator Elaine Gannon of DeSoto and Senator Bob Onder, a Conservative Caucus member from Lake St. Louis. We only have a matter of hours left. And most of the people in this room are fed Anders says Senate leadership let Republicans down. I think there have been uh, there's been a lot
0: of uh, mistrust, a lot of dirty tricks in the course of this session
1: and last session, too. This Senate factionalism was largely the reason Missouri was one of the last states to complete a congressional map. And since the Senate adjourned a day early, numerous GOP priorities such as restricting abortion and overhauling the initiative petition process died. While noting the Senate did end up passing some key bills, like reinstating a photo identification law to vote and revamping eminent domain rules, Senate Majority Leader Caleb Rowden acknowledged that the rancor took its toll.
0: You know, it's no secret that this place um, was, was ugly at times, was um, uh, difficult to watch sometimes. There were days where, where I frankly went home embarrassed, partly because for better or worse, I'm, I, I knew I was a part of the problem.
1: But some senior members of the legislature, like State Representative Jason Chipman of Steelville, did not find the chaos of 2022 to be unusual.
0: Considering that I've been through a governor's potential impeachment, a resigning resignation of a speaker, uh, a suicide of a statewide office holder, uh, res- resignations of many members for various things, um, it's not been the, the worst that I've seen.
1: Chipman said that term limits play a big role in habitual fighting within the Missouri General Assembly. He says that empowers lobbyists.
0: I've heard it said that politics is Hollywood for ugly people. And I think people get up here and get an overinflated sense of themselves.
1: Still, it would be an overstatement to claim that the 2022 session was a complete waste. Lawmakers did approve a budget that makes historic investments in nearly every sector of state government. Democratic Senator Brian Williams of University City says people will remember the impact of that spending more than the melodrama of the legislative session.
0: They won't remember the fighting. They may not even remember who uh, fought for the funding, but they they will be able to benefit from the investments. And again, uh, to see a community where I come from, like North St. Louis County, get a record investment, uh, I'm very proud to be a part of that process and, and show some leadership in that area.
1: And it should be noted that Democrats like House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid were not exactly shedding tears over how GOP infighting killed bills that her caucus strongly opposed. But she says the House did engage in very contentious debate around LGBTQ rights and a photo ID requirement to vote.
0: I think that it's easy to say that the dysfunction is solely in the Senate, but I think that this the whole place is a mess and
1: we've got to bring back some balance. In any case, 2023 will bring about change. New GOP leaders in the General Assembly will be responsible for setting the tone, along with conservative caucus members like Senator Bill Eigel of St. Charles County. I think
0: there's a willingness from anybody in the Republican caucus that that wants to Uh, work to protect the rights of the people, that wants to work to pass legislation that we said we were going to do in campaign season, yeah, I think we're going to get along just fine.
1: With Republicans still expected to have big majorities in the Missouri General Assembly, don't expect the factionalism and antagonism that defined 2022 to completely go away. In Jefferson City, I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been the Gateway.